Hallelujah. Can somebody say hallelujah in the house today? Amen. Goodness. I mean, I was, I was, before that end, it, it's almost like the music started to fade out and I just heard the voices. Amen. It just sounded like heaven to me. Amen. Just hallelujah. Because that's, that's what it's going to sound like, right? We're going to be rejoicing. We're going to be praising. It's just going to be a continuation of us singing out his glory. Amen. I want to thank you guys for being here this morning. Amen. Hey, I don't know what, what it is. I, I feel like I be feeling tired afterwards. But I've been sitting in my little corner praising and singing my little, my little heart out. Amen. And, and I'm, already, I'm already feeling the effects of it. Amen. So I, I, I thank God. That's his presence to me. Amen. Where I could, I could be feeling one way. And all I've been doing is sitting over there to my own self, praising and singing just to God. Y'all didn't hear me. And I just feel full. Amen. So, but I thank you guys for being here with us this morning. Amen. Everybody's, everybody's looking good in, they, in the sports attire. Amen. Everybody repping their team if they, if they got a team. Amen. And it's good to see you guys here with us this morning. Amen. Amen. So I thank you for it. Uh, I first want to acknowledge God for being, amen, being God in my life. I want to acknowledge God for being God in my life and being God in our lives, amen. And we obviously we want to recognize and acknowledge our pastor, first lady, in their absence, amen. We thank God for the gift that they are, amen. We thank God for entrusting us to be able to carry on the mantle. When he's not here, the mission continues, Amen. The, the mission for all of us is to go out to preach, to teach, to, to make disciples out of men, right? That's the great commission. That's what G, those are the marching orders that Jesus left the believer, right? So I thank God for that. Obviously, it's good to see our friends and our family in the house. Amen. I see my, my sisters in the house. Amen. It's always good to see us. We see our sister uh, Lisa here. We were just celebrating her earlier today for her birthday. Amen. Amen. We thank God for her. We thank God for Swayla, amen. Her birthday is her birthday is here today, amen. And I had my birthday yesterday, right? And I gotta be, I gotta just take a quick moment to pause for the cause. My wife will tell you, my sister will tell you, I've never been a big birthday guy, right? Like I, she, the only birthday I've ever had over the 30 plus years is one that she threw me a couple of years ago, right? We just didn't didn't do birthdays big, at least not for me. And yesterday, the outpouring of love and affection and, and kind words to me, it was overwhelming. It felt like my birthday, amen. So I thank all of you guys. I thank all of you guys for, for just showing love, amen. You don't even, the, the smallest thing like that, it, it, I ain't get no, no cake. I didn't have no desire for no gift. I thank Sister Lisa, Sister Lisa, the only gift I got, not that I wanted one, but I thank you for your heart, right? Because that's not really where it comes from for me. But I thank you guys for it. I just want to take that second and acknowledge that. Even the little, the little thumbs up, the little happy birthday, you just never know what it means for somebody, right? Like nobody knew birthday was nothing for me. They, that made my birthday yesterday, the kind words through a text message, right? So thank you guys, amen? So I'm excited to bring the word today. Y'all excited? Super Bowl Sunday, but it's a super Sunday. We in the house today, amen? And while we're here, let's make the most of it, amen? So with that being said, let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this moment. God, for the stirring up that's taking place in the midst of your people. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness, for your faithfulness, God, for seeing past me and seeing what your son did for me. For that, God, I can't do nothing but say hallelujah. Right? All the glory belongs to you. So, God, on today, while we may, we may be thinking about games, we may be thinking about food we're going to cook, God, we're going to place our minds on the one that made Sunday really super. Amen, God, we're going to place our minds on your son, Jesus, because of the sacrifice that was made. And because of the sacrifice that was made, Father God, you have enabled and allowed us, Lord God, to be victorious. So, Lord, we thank you right now for what's taking place, for the healing that needs to take place, God, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. God, I thank you that you're a healer for the reconciliation, God, that people are longing to be reconciled with their brothers and their sisters, to be 
reconciled with you, God. I thank you for the reconciliation, bringing us back together in perfect peace and perfect pieces. So, God, we thank you for it right now. For the needs that are needing to be met on today, God, you will provide our needs, God. You will be our provider, God. You are a good shepherd. So, God, no matter what it is that we may be longing for, no matter what it might be, God, that we need, we know that you're more than enough. God, there is no lack in you. God, there is no deficiency in you. God, there is nothing that we need that you don't have available for us. So, God, I thank you right now. I thank you, God, for being everything that we need. I thank you for meeting every need, for drying every tear, for healing every hurt, God. I thank you. Lord God, you're worthy of the honor. You're worthy of the glory. And Father God, you're worthy of the praise. And we don't take for granted the fact that we're here in our right minds. Got a portion of my health and strength, Father God. Had the mind and the wherewithal to come to the house of the Lord to make the sacrifice, to push through the pain, to push through the apprehension, to push through the inconvenience, God, to be amongst the people. So, Lord, we thank you right now for what you're doing, for what you've already done, God. We know that we're not here by happenstance. It's not a mistake, Lord God. It's not a coincidence. It's divine appointment. So, God, we thank you for that appointment on today, God. Let your people receive everything that you have for them to receive. God, I think we have a mind and a heart of expectation. So, God, we expect you to do something great on the day. God, we expect you to do something mighty. So, Lord, we love you. Oh, God, we honor you with our lives. As we pray and ask and believe these things to be so by faith and in Jesus' name, let those that believe and say amen and amen, amen, amen. Talk, talk, talk about God not being a good God. I don't know what folks be talking about. No matter what's going on, that right there, you can't buy, you can't bottle that up. Amen. You can't sell that on BET at 12 o'clock. Amen. You can only get that by being in the presence of the Father. Amen. Amen. Y'all better see, y'all better stop. Y'all better. I don't know. I, I, listen, I, I, I'm telling y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all got, y'all got to catch that 8:45 prayer. Amen. When you talk about walls being broken in the spirit, by little old Simone coming up here and going to war in the spirit, y'all y'all better catch on to it. Amen. 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 So, 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 so we 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 gonna get into it. Amen. I'm, I'm I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the fellowship now. I'm a football fan, right? So so I'm excited about the game. And as you can see, we we we, we repping our teams, amen. Today I, I, I got on the Eagles. I'm I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Amen. Look <laughs> I'm a I'm a Jalen Hurts. I'm a newly converted Jalen Hurts fan. Amen. I, I I love it. And in fact, Jalen Hurts story inspired this message for me today. It did. Let me let me let me give you a little bit of a, a breakdown to his background, right? So this is for those who don't know. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And my wife told me this a couple days ago. I didn't even realize this. So he's the son of a coach. He came up in the right culture. And he attended the University of Alabama. Hey, Bama, I don't see no Bama, so we good up in here. Amen. He attended the University of Alabama, but when he got on campus, he was number four on the depth chart, which meant it was three other quarterbacks that were in front of him before he would even sniff any playing time, right? So he was fourth on the, on, the, on the in-depth chart. But eventually, he won the starting position. But get this, y'all. He won, he excelled, he exceeded. He got to the national championship game, and the coach benched him at halftime. Ooh, I remember watching the game thinking, ooh, that got to hurt, right? You've done all this work to get to this point, and you get benched halftime for another guy. So, so, so knowing that he wasn't going to really probably keep that position, because that's how college football works, right? He transferred to the University of Oklahoma. He went there, y'all, put up video game numbers, became a Heisman finalist, right? Did awesome work. Got to the Heisman finalist and lost again, right? He lost out to Joe Burrow. And so he takes that knock on the chin, declares for the draft. He gets drafted, right? Excellent play, a Heisman finalist. Gets drafted second round. Second round, for somebody who has those accolades, 
That's a little bit of a slap in the face. He gets, he gets drafted second round. But watch this. He got drafted fifth. It was four other quarterbacks that people thought were better than him. Think about that, right? So he, he gets drafted fourth. Guess who he lose out to? Guess who two of those quarterbacks were? One was Joe Burrow again. The other one was the quarterback that he got benched for in lieu of during the, the uh, national championship game. Tua, that's what I'm saying. That's the one that they benched him in, in uh, lieu of, right? So Tua and Joe Burrow got drafted before him, right? And he was recently asked in a press conference, right, about his time in this journey, and he was kind of asked to reflect on it. And I like what he said. His response was this. He's, 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 he's at the apex of sports for a lot of people. The Super Bowl is like the big dog, right? He's at the apex of, of, of sports accomplishments, and people ask how do you, like, what does it feel, the journey that you've been on? And he said this, I like what he said. He said, the journey is far from over. I like that. I said, done all the, been through all this. How, did, how does it feel? You're accomplished. The journey is far from over. Amen. And that spoke to me, right? Because this is coming from somebody who was repeatedly counted out, right, hurt, betrayed, right? And then he was doubted. And, and, and his road it, it, to, to, to this point, it wasn't a straight shot. He had to go to Alabama. He had to fight through three other great quarterbacks. He gets there just to get benched, just to have to go to another program to then prove himself. And through all of it, he pushed through. Amen? And even after he reaches this apex, his, his thought process was this. It's not over yet. I'm still fighting. I'm still striving. And I think this is, this is pertinent because Jalen Hurts' football life, it mirrors and it's so similar to the Christian life. And what I mean by that is, that in the, the walk, right, our Christian walk, we're going to be counted out, right? We're going to be betrayed. Ask Jesus about it. We're going to be doubted, and we're going to be disappointed. You can, you can book those. Those are going to happen, right? So, so if you have your Bibles today, I want us to go to, to 1 John. We're going to go to 1 John, and we're going to be coming from the fifth chapter in verses 1 through 4. 1 John 5, 1 through 4. I mean, this is where we're going to come from. This, this is what I want us to sit in today. Amen. First John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. I got it. That's right. Everybody know, click their little app open. Amen. <laughs> I hear some pages turning too. Amen. Praise God. First John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, and it reads, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments, right? In fact, this is love to God, to keep his commandments. I think we even touched on this Bible study last week or so. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Verse number four is where it gets good for me. For everybody born of God overcomes the world. That's y'all. Amen. Everybody born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. Amen. And, and if I was going to tag a title to this text, it would be simply, we are born to overcome. We born to overcome. Amen. Amen. So let me, let me do this. Let, let, me, let me break down this verse. Amen. Because my, my, my daughter, Tatum, it's this cute thing that she, that she does from time to time. She'll have the family around or whatever the case may be, and she'll say whether we're getting ready for something. I don't even know the context of why she says it sometimes, but she'll always say, we have everything we need. It's so cute, right? She'll say, we got just, we got every, we'll be sitting on the couch, just some covers, maybe some popcorn, watching the show. We got everything we need. You know, you're right, babe. We got, we got everything that we need. Amen. And that's one of the truest statements for me. Amen. For the believer, for the believer in God's word, we got everything we need. That's why, that's why, that's why I love it so much because everything that you need, everything that you're seeking, you're looking for, you need knowledge, we got everything we need. Amen. You need encouragement. We got everything we need. You need a mind change. That's the biggest thing, a, a mind change, right? Because anybody can go out and work two, three jobs, have some, but your mind, the thing that the enemy wants to attack the most, that's the thing that you need renewed. Amen? 
but we got everything we need in his word. Amen. But 1 John 5 and 4, it says this. It says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. That's y'all. Y'all need to remember to put that in the back of your mind. They're talking to me right there. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Right? So get this. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's what the Bible says, right? So, so let's put this together. Because the text declares that our victory is rooted in being born of God. Right? That's what it says. It's rooted in being born of God. And what does being born of God mean? Being born again, right? You have to be born again. And to be born again, you have to have an encounter with Jesus, right? And not only do you have to have an encounter with Jesus, you got to walk away from that encounter knowing two things. You can encounter him, but you got to walk away having taken something from that experience. And the first thing is this, and it's real, y'all. The first thing you got to walk away when you have an encounter with Jesus is this. I'm a sinner. You go before a holy God that you don't know. The first thing you're going to walk away is thinking, man, I, can't, I don't match up to that. And a lot of people run away from that. Like, I can't, I can't live. Well, too many rules. You hear that? Too many rules. No, you're, you're looking at the, the commandments, the statutes of a holy God and having to compare yourself. And then you're reminded, I'm falling short of the glory of God. Amen? That I'm missing the mark. That, that my sin, that my disobedience, my rebellion has pushed me far away from a holy God. That's, that's, what the, that's what the conviction is that you feel. When you, when you, before you, before you, you got in a relationship with God, you'll go to church and you'll leave and you kind of feel beat up a little bit. Or you'll be thinking about the stuff that you've done or stuff that you shouldn't have done or the way that you was thinking. That's, that's, that's God saying, see, look what you are compared to me. You think you got it figured out, but you're falling short. That's the first thing. But God don't just leave us like that, right? We acknowledge, okay, God, there's something right. Second thing is this, that God Love for me is so deep. This, I, I wish sometimes the, the illustrations God gave me in mind, we give, the, God, the love that God has for me is so deep that he literally left heaven, stepped into time and space, right? He, he cloaked himself in sinful flesh. He went out there as Jesus and proceeded to live the life that I couldn't live. That's what he did for me in order to do what? To appease the wrath that God had for man. That's what Jesus did. So your two experiences are going to be, man, I'm falling short. And then, man, he loved me so much that even though I'm falling short, he came in and made a way of escape. Amen? So now that, that we're in relationship with Jesus, what does 1 John 5 and 4 tell us about this, right? It says that because we are born of God, what? We, all, it's enough, it, we have overcome. So you have that interaction with God. Realize you're a sinner. Realize he came to save. Now that that revelation and that experience, right, that relationship is formed, he says that now that this has happened, you're an overcomer. Right? You are overcome because of that. Now, now, y'all know me with my definitions, right? I, I, I looked into the meaning of overcome, right? I want to peel some layers back from the onion. And I found a definition that was so telling to me, it really spoke to me. And it says this, overcome means to defeat someone or something that you had struggled or had conflict with. To defeat someone or something that you previously had a struggle or conflict with. So because now I'm a child of God, God says, now because I'm inside of you, you now are able to defeat the things that you used to struggle with, the things you used to have conflict with. Amen? So, so, so before I was born of God, my struggle, watch this, my struggle was defeating me. Before I was in relationship with God, my struggle defeated me. My anger would ruin my day, right? My, my jealousy would ruin my night. It would take over my night. The envy that I had, the hate that I had in my heart, it ruled me. It made me sick. It destroyed my relationships. My tongue got me in trouble. That was before I was in a relationship with God. My struggle was defeating me. But since you've been born again, right, because you've been born again, you could and you should be able to defeat the things that you struggle with, right? That's what that relationship does. In fact, go to, if you go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says this. If anyone is in Christ, come on, y'all know it. He a new creature. He a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, the new things have come. Amen? See, see, you, you, might, you might look the same, right? But you're, you're not the same. 
I want, I want, I, I promise, I, I want us to get, you look the same, but you're not the same. I was having a conversation with one of my, one of my best friends, and he said some stuff that was kind of, it didn't sit well with my spirit. And I still was able to be, I'm still jokey with him, but the moment he said that, I had to cut the conversation off, like, quick, right? Because I still look the same, I still had the same type of humor, but I'm not the same. So when stuff didn't align, I immediately, hey, man, let me, let me hit you back, man, I got to do something with the boy. I immediately had to cut it off. Real talk, right? You got to think, your, your, your closet got the same clothes in it, right? Before you got, but now you're cloaked in righteousness. You see the parallel, the, the transition that we're taking as we now get in relationship with God. Amen? You're not the same. You are now born of God, and you have God on the inside of you. And now that because you have God on the inside of you, you can defeat the thing that used to defeat you. Not you, the, the spirit of God, the spirit of the most I got on the inside of me is now what enables me to defeat the things that used to defeat me. Amen? So the spirit of God, it allows the believer to overcome. But what does it say we're overcoming, right? It says that we're overcoming the world. Bible says the spirit of God, when you're born again, he, your spirit goes with you, he allows you to overcome, we're overcome the world. What's the world? What is that? How, here's a definition I want you. This is what the world is. He's not talking about planet Earth, right? Not talking about nature. The world is this. It's systems. It's rules. It's culture. And it's a structure of the present day that is, number one, ruled and also influenced by demonic principalities. That was a mouthful, but you got to catch it because that's what you're going up against. The world is systems, rules, structures, Systems that are impacted, ruled, and influenced by demonic principalities. That's what it is. When you see legislation moving away, who do you think want uh, a prayer to get out of the school? The enemy, right? Who do you think are trying to institute these different rules to make it harder on poor people and easier on people that do wrong? Principalities, rules, systems that are in place to go against the people of God. Amen? And so that's the world. So think about this. When you are born of God's spirit, and you have it resting on the inside of you, now you're equipped to go against those things. You have, you're equipped, and that's good to know, because if, if you don't know that you're equipped for it, you begin to feel like a victim. You're just a leaf in the wind. You think what happens to you just happens to you. Not understanding that God's spirit on the inside of you allows you and equips you to overcome. Amen? This portion screams to me, I'm not a victim. The systems that are in place are there. God's spirit is greater. God's spirit on the inside of me is greater. And I know that, that while God is good, that there's evil, that there's accusers of the brethren, that's the evil in our adversary that the Bible says prowls around like a lion, seeking whom he can destroy. But, by, but I promise you this, that God is bigger than your enemy. What, what, whatever the, that enemy is. Right? It may not be a person. It may be a thought process. It, it, it may be a generational thing. It may be something you're trying to break loose of that's holding you back. Amen? God is against that thing. Amen? So he's against it. He's greater than it. Whatever attack may come at you, God bows up and lets you know that I'm, I'm behind you ushering in victory. Amen? So whoever is born of God overcomes the world. But verse number four, it continues. And it says this. It's that, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Our faith. So this thing that I'm about to mention is the thing that is going to be the cause for your victory over the world. Okay? The thing that's going to cause you to overcome the world, these systems and these, these cycles that are designed and are designed to derail and detour and destroy the believer all of those things are going to be overcome by this one thing. It's called our faith. It's your faith that is going to be the missing ingredient that you have to put together. And how many people can admit there are, there are, there are areas in our lives where we haven't activated our faith? Right? The, the Bible is, listen, it's, it's laws, it's principles. Right? That's, what, that's why you talk about sowing and reaping. Right? Regardless of who you are, believer or non-believer, if I throw an apple up, guess what? It's going to fall down. That's the law of gravity. There are laws and practices and principles that are in place. And sometimes we don't put God's word, we don't put our faith in those areas. You believe prayer works for healing, but you don't believe it works for your marriage. 
right? You believe it worked for your marriage, but you don't believe it worked for your finances. Well, I believe it worked for my finances, but the job, it, you have to put it in every single place. I heard, listen, I, I was watching a little video the other day, and the guy, it was a, 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 like a student pastor or something, and he said this, he said, the area that you don't feed will eventually starve. And there are areas that are starving because we're not feeding it God's word. We're not feeding it prayer, right? We're not feeding it time alone with God. And that, because what happens if you don't feed it, it gets weak. That's why I'm at a point, I, two days a week coming to church ain't nothing for me. Imagine you ate two days a week. <laughs> Imagine you only ate on Sunday and you only ate on Wednesday night. And, you, and, you, and listen, if you eat on Wednesday night, it better not go past 60 minutes. I got to get out of here, right? That's going to affect you. And your spirit man is the same way. You got to eat it every day. Amen. If you want to grow in the spirit, you have to partake. And we talked about this a Bible study ago, about the practice and the principles and the, and the spiritual practice of studying, where even when you don't feel like doing it, you have to continue to do it if you want to grow. If you want to stay stagnant, do what you do. But if you want to grow, you have to keep pressing into God's presence. You've got to press into it. So our faith is the thing that's going to help us to overcome this world. It's not your church. I love my church. It ain't your church, though. Yeah, pass on. I love pastors. Pastors ain't going to be the one that gets me, causes me to overcome the world. It's not your friend circles. It ain't your job. It ain't no accomplishment. It ain't none of that stuff, right? It's real simple. It's your faith. A simple word. Why is it so powerful? Because faith, you faith the size of a mustard seed. You know what it can do. That's what the Bible say. It's simple as that. So again, for anybody that's born of God, they overcome the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Now, faith, if you, according to Hebrews 11 and 1, it says is this. It's that it's the substance of things that are hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Amen? But I'm, I, want, I want to give us a new translation came out of the, the TNLT. It's the Taj New Living Translation, right? This is, what, this is what it says. It says that faith is the belief that God is working in me, and for me, even when I don't see or feel it. That's faith. It's when God is working in me and for me, even if I don't, I don't even feel it, right? Even if I don't see the evidence of it working at a, at a certain time, right? And evidence of that is what? It's when you plant a seed. Do you see the seed working when it's under the ground? No, you got to go through the germination process. It has to be rained on. It has to be, it has to be fed. It has to be nurtured before you see the fruit of it but it's still working underneath us. Amen. And for you who are thinking to yourself, this ain't working. I'm trying. I'm going to, I'm going to church. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to treat people right. I did this fast. Just allow that seed to keep working. Right? Right now you're in the berry state. You're in the berry state. Keep getting the sun. Keep getting the, nur the nourishment. Keep getting the fresh air. Keep getting the things that are going to feed. And eventually, eventually it's going to sprout. And what's going to happen at this sprout, folks going to be like, she just changed out of nowhere. He did, he, it was a turnaround. He, God did it quick. No, God did it underground for me. It was a process. That's what he does. So it's simply faith. Amen? And so faith is the, is, is the substance of things hopeful, right? The evidence of things that's not seen. And we recently talked about in our Bible study how the fruit of the, uh, the, fruit of the Spirit, joy, is one of those things that's been misunderstood because we've, we've, we've compared joy to happiness. And joy don't always feel like happiness, right? So a lot of times... Joy feels like, like long-suffering more than it feels like happiness. It, it's more of an a, a uncanny or, or unexplainable urge to still praise God regardless of what's going on. You can't always put your hand, you can't put your finger on it. You can't expect it to work that way, amen? But that's how faith is. It doesn't present itself as something like, like faith isn't I pray for something and then I get the thing I pray for, right? That, that's, not, that's not what faith is. Faith is this. Faith is remaining prayerful even when you don't get what you prayed for. That's what faith is. Faith is believing that the thing that I'm praying for, I ain't seen it yet. It may still be on the ground or God may be saying no, but I'm going to still continue to seek God for it. It's remaining prayerful in that moment because faith isn't what, pro faith isn't what it provides for you. It's what it produces in you, right? There's some things in my life that I prayed for and they didn't happen. But that process of prayer, that holding firm in the faith during that time, it, it created resilience in me, right? There, there's a certain, I'm telling, listen, there's a boldness that comes when you say, you know what, I'm going to believe regardless. 
I'm going I'm to choose to believe regardless of what it look like, what people say. What I, what I feel and what I believe God for ain't got nothing to do with you. If it's aligned with his word and God is, if God is giving me an inclination to pray for, I'm going to pray and believe for it. And if it don't happen, it don't happen. That's between me and God. And that's a boldness that, that you carry on, right? That's a boldness that, that brings about a spiritual maturity, which is what God wants for us, right? So it's not about what it produces, what it, what it provides. It's about what it produces, amen? In uh, uh, James 2 and 14, it tells us this. It tells us that faith shows itself through works. It's not just about what it provides. It's about what it produces. Faith shows itself through works. And then we see in Matthew 17 and 20, we just talked about this. It shows us how faith activates God's power. It's just not about what you're going to get from it. You need faith to activate God's power. Amen? It says that, that if you got faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to a mountain to move from here and there, and it will be moved, and nothing will be impossible for you. So even when I don't overtly feel like God is working on my behalf, my faith reaffirms to me that he is. Amen? He is working, and one day I'm going to look up, and I'm going to look around, and I'm going to see all these victories that God has done for me, right? I'm going to see all these banners that God has placed over my life because I remain faithful. Amen? So why, is it, why am I fixated on this faithfulness? Because our faith is what's going to allow us to overcome the world. It's your faith. And you, listen, praying in tongues, God bless you. God bless you. Where's your faith at? Are you trusting in the one who gives the gifts? Amen? So it's going to be our faith that causes us to experience this. And your faith is how you experience that victory. So how is this? How does a person of faith, or how do people of faith experience victory? How does faith cause us to overcome? Because that's not the answer. I, I, that, that, that was, a, that was a, a declaration. People of faith, people of God overcome by faith, right? That's a statement. That's not saying how it does that, right? So let's do this. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4 in verses 1 through 4. It's 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. We, I want to hit this, and then we're not going to hold you. We're going to get ready to, to, to go. But I, I want to I hit this because we have an understanding. You have a relationship with God. So now you're enabled to overcome the enemy. Amen? You're able to overcome the enemy. What is that thing that helps you overcome the enemy? It's your faith. How does that work? Right? So 1 John, verses four, uh, chapter 4, 1 through 4. And it says this. It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And this is how you recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. If you highlight, this is where you want to start highlighting. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which is which you have heard is coming, and now it's already in the world. And then verse number four, let's get real good here. You, dear children, are from God. We're born to God. You, dear children, are from God. Well, watch this. And have overcome them. What is them? The Antichrist spirit, the spirit of the world. You, dear children, who are from God, have overcome them. Them is the world. Why? Why? Here's the answer. Because the one who is in you, come on, y'all, is greater than the one that's in the world. How does, my, how does my faith in God help me overcome the world? Because the spirit that's in me is greater than the one that's in the world. It's greater than, we, we win against the systems of the world because the power that's operating in us is greater than the power that operates out there. Right? Because the power that's within you is greater than the power that the enemy has. And so this is what it does. The power within me and you, the believer, it causes us to not give up. Right? I've so heard, heard so many coaches and the scriptures that relate to sports where it talks about if you don't get, I would tell people all the time, I got through high school and college because I just went to class every day. I never got, I never gave up. You know, I never, I never had a bad time. I never, I, every day I got there and I got through. Sometimes you just have to keep showing up, right? Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give. If you keep showing up, you'll be surprised how often you're going to win. It don't take but a little bit to go from ordinary to extraordinary, just a little bit. So you don't give up. That's why it's hard to quit. 
That's why people, if, if you weren't here, we wouldn't, we wouldn't feel any kind of way, right? If Sister Lisa said, I'm going to stay at home, I got a lot. We wouldn't feel no kind of way, but she's here. Why? Because the spirit that's within her is greater than the spirit that's out in the world. Amen? So it compels you. It doesn't allow you to quit. That is the victory. That's what victory looks like for us. Having a relationship with God that makes us children of God. We're born of God. And so now that I'm born of God, I now have the ability and the power to overcome the world. What's the world? The systems that are in place from the enemy. How do I do it? My faith. What does that mean? Because I have faith, I have the spirit of God in me that is now greater than the spirit of the world. See how it, 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 it full circle. And so that's the takeaway. The takeaway is that there's a God that, number one, wants a relationship with you. And then when you foster and you allow that relationship, he says, now that, I, okay, now let me step in, right? Let me take the wheel. And, and guess what? I'm going to take this steering because I'm a better driver than the enemy. The spirit that's within you is now greater than the spirit that was once in you. Amen? You have the victory now. This is what overcoming the world looks like. Think about this. The gospel has survived thousands and thousands and thousands of other years, other belief system, other religions, other people trying to bring it down to destroy it, but it continues to overcome, right? That's the victory in the gospel. That's the, the message of the gospel. It's shown in the victory of the fact it's still here. Amen? So get this. Having a resilient faith that can't be moved or shaken, having an impregnable conviction about what and who God is in your life is how we overcome the world. Having a resilient faith that can't be moved or shaken. Because here's the thing. I always think about the, the, the verse in the Bible where God, where Jesus, he crosses over the Sea of Galilee. He goes over to the, um, he goes over to a man who's possessed by some demons. And they say, who, you know, who are you? And they say, we're legion. He casts the demons out. Before he casts the demons out, He's, the demon said to him, son of man, the demon said to him, son of man, have you come to destroy me before my appointed time? I always go to that because it was a light bulb. Like the devil knows that he loses, which means me, the believer, knows that I win in him. So if I can hold firm to my faith, I will end up winning. I'm going to have some victories on this side. I'm going to have more victories on the other side, though. This side is just an yeah, inkling. But, but my victories on the other side are set up on this side, right? If, if I shipwreck my faith, if, if I defect from the faith, if I leave God, I won't be able to experience eternal victory in him. So I must hold firm. So while I'm here in the world, right, I have the spirit of God in me who's more powerful than the world that gives me the resilient faith to continue to follow his way. Amen. Amen. So our victory, amen, is that. Holding firm to God. Getting a relationship. Having an encounter with Jesus. Realizing I'm a sinner and it changing. And the more we get into it and the more we, we cultivate that relationship, God, God he's going he's to give us stuff. Like, I don't even like to, listen, seek first the kingdom of God. And as you do those things, you start to develop the characteristics of Christ. And a lot of our issues that we're needing, got these, uh, these things that we need come from a lack of bad stewardship. That if you get in his word, you get in relationship with him, right, you'll stop trying to chase what the Jones is doing. So now you guess what? You ain't got no big credit card bill because you ain't trying to impress people because you're satisfied in God. You become a good steward, so you're faithful in your, in your giving and your, your viewpoint of money. So guess what? You're better financially. You understand that all the work that I do, I don't work as though I work into man. I work as though I work into God. You become a good worker. Promotion comes. Some people want to be around people who give off, honestly, the spirit of God. People say you're a good person to be around. That's the spirit of God that, that causes you to be a magnet for so many people. All these things will be added. Seek first the kingdom of God, though. Amen? Amen. And through this, that's how our faith helps us to overcome. Amen? I mean, we, we got football today, and somebody's going to be a winner. Somebody's going to experience victory. But I was writing this, and this is all. God, I'm going to say, I felt as though God was telling me to tell you guys, you're the victory. You're, you're the victory. Right? He tried it. He tried to kill me, and I wouldn't die, fool. 
He tried to kill you, and I just went to, I, I held on. I came, to, I was in the pit, I was in the pig pen. I came to myself just in time to run back to the Father. And he embraced me every single time, just kept on embracing me. And because of that, guess what? My faith is held, is held firm and held strong. So God says that we are the victory. With every soul that is saved, that's a banner to God. Every life that's turned around, it's a banner. Every, every, I'm to God, God proud of you, Lulu, right? Like, like when he sees it, he's like, see, I, I, now I, I gave myself to people who I knew was never going to love me. But when he sees somebody who he gave himself for, it's like, you know what, God, you love me? I love you back, God. And I'm going to do what you call me to do. It pleases heaven. Amen. And that's what it's about. So we are the victory. Amen. If you believe we the victory, can we give God a hand clap of praise? That, 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 the, the, the battle is already won. And I always say it this way. We stand from a place of victory. We stand from a place of victory because we are in him. Amen. Because of your faith, the victory is yours. You've made it. You made it. You're making it. And like my boy Jalen Hurts, you, you might have been counted as the underdog. Right? You had some stuff passed over you, some stuff that didn't go your way, ball bounced the wrong way. But because your walk with God is real, because it's real, it ain't about it ain't about no faking or no fronting. I promise, listen, I, I want to be found right with him before anything else. And because my walk with God is real, stuff don't bother me no more. You know it, you know. It don't bother me like it used to. I see God. I went from being a place to a place where I was I was making myself be disciplined to get in his words, and now I'm desiring to get in his word more and more. I'm trying to carve out some time to see what else he's gonna show me. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet because I I, I, I wanna I wanna give us an opportunity to think about what we just went through, right? If you're born of God, you overcome. So my first question is this. If you're not born of God, you should probably be born of God. God desires to have a relationship with everybody in here. And so I want to open up the opportunity. You can come. You can throw your hand up. If you want to have a relationship with God, make some sign of faith. Amen? That that's the case. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you have had a relationship, but it's, it's gotten off track, right? You, you want to reconcile with God, right? You want to do it in a, in, a, in a public forum. The opportunity is here for us to get back in right relation with God, right? That, that, that you know there's some things I just need to, he knows it already, he knows it already. But because I'm working on my boldness, I'm working on my conviction, I'm working on my faith, I'm gonna step out and be like, yep, that's me. I'll give you first, here's a, listen, newsflash, I would have walked up here if I wasn't already standing here, <laughs> right? Me too, it's me too. So, so if you need to just reconnect with them in a dear and more intimate way, you can come and then, if you feel as though this is a place to connect and partner, we're available for you, amen? This is not about, and I, and I hope so much, that, that, that people see my heart when I when I say this, it's so not about, like, I'm just up here. It ain't about this. If you hear God speaking to you, please know it's not because of anything I said. It's because God is working on your heart. And that's what it's about. It ain't about past, it ain't about your, it's about God saying, you and me, I want to get back with you. Amen? So if that's you, come and if it's not you and you feel led to, come and encourage those who have come. Because God is good, amen? All the glory belongs to him. He, des he desires to take us higher. And God says, you're the victory. Amen? Come up and claim your prize. You're the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want us to do that. I want, I want us to, 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 to connect, to come into agreement, and to pray for the, 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 the knowledge and the revelation, the understanding that we have the victory in Christ. Right? And we're battling. This, we're in the world, but the spirit that's in you is greater than the spirit that's in the world. And what he wants us to do is to, he wants us to fall short on this side so we don't experience that side. But you got to stand firm. I mean, I'll be, I'll be feeling that daddy spirit sometimes. Like I'll be talking to my boy like, no, you just got to stick it out. 
Sometimes you gotta have some stick to in this. And who, say, who said it was gonna be easy? Ain't nobody said it was gonna be easy. Nobody said it was gonna be easy. But you gotta hold firm. Amen. So let's do this. Let's go to the Father, because I believe that that, that, that the atmosphere, the atmosphere is, is prime. Amen. I ain't just throwing atmosphere out there. I think this is a space, this is a safe space for God to be able to speak to us, to deal with us with our issues. Amen. So let's go to whatever it is, place it on your heart. That, whatever that thing is that's trying to place itself over God, God is saying, I'm placing myself over it. I'm greater than it. I'm stronger than it. I'm mightier than it. Lay it before God. Amen. Amen. Father, we honor and we thank you because your word has gone forth and moved the heart of your people. So God, I get to it right now. Those that have come right now, God, because they want a relationship with you. I pray right now, God, that they will receive your salvation. I pray, God, that they will receive your freedom. I pray right now that they will receive the atonement, Lord God, that you placed for us, God. The sacrifice that you made, Lord God, let it fall on them. Let them receive you as their Lord and Savior. God, for those that have come that says, I've been, I've been out of fellowship with you like I want to. God, I know you. I used to be tight, but I've fallen to the wayside. God, I thank you right now that you're waiting for them in open arms, that you said, I have never left you. I said, I will never forsake you. So God, right now in this moment, we give our hearts back over to you. Right here, God. Eyes closed. Nobody's paying attention. No God, I give myself back over to you because I desire to know you. Not just to be an overcomer. I just want to know you, God. You've been so good to me. I've seen you, enough of your character to where you've done enough to where I trust you. you. You've done enough to where I love you, God. You've shown yourself to be faithful. So in this time, we recommit ourselves back over to you. God, we recommit our hearts back over to you. God, I recommit my life back over to you. Father, forgive me for the times where I was afraid to speak up. God, forgive me for the times when I did wrong and I knowingly did wrong. And I, and I, and I misused and I, and, I, and I mistreated your forgiveness. So Father God, I, I ask you right now that you will help me to see you clearer. That the, that the small, still voice that I hear, God, I'm responsive to it. God, and, and as I lean into the things of God, as I lean into your word, God, as I lean into your church, as I lean into your people, God, that you will add unto me. God, that the scales will be removed from my eyes. God, that the heavy weight of sin will fall off of me. God, and I realize that you've already done the work. You already said it is finished. So help me to walk in newness. God, you say that you will create within me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. So I receive the clean heart. I receive the right spirit within you. So Father God, your people stay here in need of you. And that's the best place to be. Nobody else is going to be able to give them what you need. So I thank you, God, that you're giving forgiveness, that you're giving healing, God, that you're giving clarity to your people. God, speak to them. God, their, their minds are thinking one thing, but they need to align their, their minds with your word. So God, we honor you right now because they have overcome. God, I celebrate you because we are overcomers, amen? We have already overcome how? Our faith in who? Our faith in you. Why have we overcome? Because the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. And that spirit is greater than the spirit that's in the world. So Father, we thank you for victory. I may not feel like I'm victorious, but I know I'm victorious. I may not feel completely cleansed. God, I know I'm cleansed. I know I'm clothed in righteousness. Lord God, I know that you wiped away my sin, Father God. You made me, Lord God, fresh and new. My righteousness is in you. So I stand on your word. I don't stand on how I feel, God. I stand on your word. I, I don't stand on what I hear people say. I stand on what you say. I don't stand on other interpretations. I stand on what your spirit says, God. We are new. We are no longer victims. Your spirit has allowed us to defeat the things that used to defeat us. So we stand in a place of victory, God. We've reconnected with you. We've accepted you as our Lord and Savior. And now we stand in a place of victory. Not in a place of ease, but we're in a place of victory. Not necessarily in a place of comfort, but God, but we're in a place of victory. 
God. And it maybe still space we trying to figure out. We trying to figure out what you and with it, but we still are standing in a place of victory. So I receive your victory today, God. We receive your victory today. We have overcome because of you. So God, we thank you right now. God, we thank you right now for every trick, for every scheme, for every tactic, for every point that the enemy tried to set up against us, Father God, has already failed. God, I thank you for aborting. I thank you for aborting the mission, God. The, the suicidal thoughts you aborted, God. The, the tendency to quit and to give up, you aborted, God. We're going to stand firm. We thank you for the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit that allow us to have love, to have peace, to have joy, to have lonesome, to have gentleness. That's what we get from you, God. That's what we, that's the, that's the good stuff of God. That's the fruit, that's what it produces out of So we thank you right now for creating within us a clean off for creating a new creature in us and letting today be the first day of a new day for us, God. Let this be day one for some of us. Let it be the first day when we say, you know what? I'm for real now. I, I ain't worried about none of that other stuff. I'm gonna allow God to use me as a standard as an example that how in one day God can change me and he can shift everything in my life in one day so I can be used so I can be used for your glory so God I just thank you I thank you God that it, that, that, that what, what you're doing is not because of me God thank you that it ain't about me God I, I thank you that it ain't about the, the music it ain't about the building it's about your spirit talking to your people your spirit dwelling on the inside of your people, God. So we have victory. You don't remember none of we, we are the victory. We have overcome. How we overcome? Our faith. And who? God. Why? Because His spirit lives on the inside of me. It's greater than the world. That's it. So no matter what we see, no matter what the enemy of the world tries to show me, God, I stand on your word. And God, I stand on your word to prove itself not to be true. I stand on your word until it goes against itself, God. I stand on your word until the point where you stop showing that you're consistent and faithful time and time again. When you do that, I'll fall back. But you've never done it. You've never done it. You've never let us down, God. So God, I thank you right now. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the work that you're doing in them working them, God. You know what they need. You know where it hurts, God. You know where, where, where the anger is. You know where the frustration lies. God, I pray you do it in them. Do it for them, God. Lord, we thank you. We honor you today for who you are and God, for what you've done. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and we give you all the praise because you are worthy. And it's in your son Jesus' name, Father God, we pray and ask these things. Let those victorious believers say amen, amen, and amen. Yes, Lord.